Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to this episode of the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. We're so glad to be here with you today. Today, we are going to be talking about our favorite canning books. These are recipe books that have tested recipes that are just so great. And I am laughing a little bit because Jenny and I went and grabbed the books from our kitchens that we use for canning. And we both realized that we love this book that I will start out with. It's called Canning for a New Generation by Leanna Krisoff. And, you know, we're just kind of back and forth about what books we love. And she said, oh, I have that one too. And she said, how many books do you have to talk about? And I looked down and there's two of these books, Canning for a New Generation. And she said, oh my gosh, I've got two as well. <laughs> so let's walk through why we might have those. Yeah. It's such a good book that if you misplace it, you might do what I did and panic and order a second one because it's such a comprehensive, clear, good quality recipes. I love Canning for a New Generation by Leanna Krisoff because it has both classic staples that like everybody wants to make. Everyone needs a good strawberry jam. Everyone needs a good tomato salsa, right? But then it's got like wild and weird and fantastic things that you wouldn't have thought of, like Chinese plum sauce. She has three outstanding pickle recipes organized from like most difficult to least difficult. Roasted red peppers with lemon juice, such a great pantry staple. I'm just flipping through and picking a few of my favorites just to mention. Like a really good spiced Concord grape jam. So again, great classic recipes, good instructions, not a ton of photography, but you know the, the good ones are, are photographed or the most important things are photographed. And it also has a great mix of other interesting things. So you're not just canning the same old, same old. Would you say that that's true? Yeah, exactly. And I love that it's broken down by season. This is really like, I would say probably like seasonal to maybe like a zone five or six. I can't remember where she lives, but I want to say it's super similar to my area. Yeah. So it's organized by like all the spring recipes are lumped together and then all the summer recipes fall. And then I love that she included winter. People think that you can't can in winter. There's tons to can in winter. It's it's a really high quality book. The index is very useful and correct. So if you've got peaches, you just open up to pea and then, you know, you you can search for your peach recipes that way. 
Yeah, it's it's just a fantastic book. And both Jenny and I love it and we can't recommend it enough. I would say that my top three books for beginners are going to be, you know, of course, like a ball blue book, the USDA book and the So Easy to Preserve book. Let's let's talk about So Easy to Preserve. So so Easy to Preserve is the book that we got, one of the books that we got at the Master Food Preserver course. It's a book that I recommend to, well, I'll say it doesn't have any beautiful photos. It doesn't have an author to love. It doesn't have like, you know, it doesn't have Joanna Gaines or it doesn't have the Pioneer Woman. It doesn't have like an author to love, which I think is actually something that we want in a cookbook or we don't have to have that, but it's something that we gravitate towards. But that said, it has recipes for everything that you could can directions for canning, pressure canning information on what goes wrong and why it is so highly valuable that a canner who's already in love with canning should absolutely get this book. It's really, really good. It is. It's so good. And what I love about it, what you kind of touched on a little bit, is that it does have like frequently asked questions, troubleshooting guides, and then in between each section is like a note pocket that you can put notes or additional recipes or just it's really nice. But like you said, there isn't an author to love, which I have never honestly thought about until you said that. And that's so true. Yeah. Whether you realize it or not, I think most of the time when you look for a cookbook, you're falling in love with the experience that the author is sharing that you're going to be able to create, right? And this is put out by the Georgia's Cooperative Extension. So it's it's just like author lists, I guess, which is fine. And there's not any beautiful photographs to make you think like, oh, this looks and sounds so delicious. So it, it doesn't really get you to sucked in. So you need to already probably be in love with canning, which is great. Fine, right? You can fall in love with any of these other books we're going to recommend. But it has it has directions for how to pressure can squirrel. No kidding. How to pressure can anything that you've ever <laughs> thought of. It. I, I'm not kidding. It tells you how to do everything. Right. So it just is a super valuable resource that's just not especially beautiful. And it's not especially engaging. It's almost like a school textbook, right? Like it's got great tested recipes that you'll use over and over, but it's not like a glossy, you know, magazine. It's not it's not Vogue September issue. No, that's exactly right. The next book on our list is Food in Jars by Marisa McClellan. She runs the Food in Jars blog and she has several cookbooks, um, all similarly named, not similar, but names that correspond or coordinate with food in jars. And she's a unique canner in that she cans in a small urban apartment kitchen. And I think she does a really fantastic job of making canning fit the urban lifestyle. So I don't believe that she's going to farmer's markets and filling up the back of her car. She's carrying home everything she's going to can because she's living in an urban environment. And she is resourceful and wise and 
just her recipes are really, really great. She has two recipes for curd, lemon and lime curd. Delicious. She has uh, one great recipe, caramelized red onion relish. Really great. Spicy tomato chutney. I feel like her recipes are also different than what, like, the canon of recipes I grew up eating or knowing that people could can because she is living on the East Coast. She's a Pacific Northwest girl. I believe she grew up near Portland. But but her canon of recipes is just a little bit different than what I am used to, which is really great in a book. That's like gets me to think outside the box and and try new things. There's not a ton of photography in this book, but the recipes are really great. Boozy canned peaches. I mean, it's good. It's a good book. <laughs> well, and I love the idea of doing like as a foodie and someone who loves food, I love the idea of something that's just not plain Jane strawberry jam, maybe, or something. Like, I've never thought about doing caramelized onion chutney. Was that one of your recipes in there? It sounds amazing and delicious and like packed full of flavor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next for me is the book Can It and Ferment It by Stephanie Thoreau. And I just recently got this book this summer. I follow Stephanie on Instagram and we got to be friends. And I was really, really hoping she would come to my canning retreat this summer. And it just didn't work out. But hopefully next year she'll be able to come. And hopefully Jenny will too. Mm -hmm. And her book is really fantastic. This one, I believe, is only water bath canning recipes and fermenting. I haven't dived too hard into it, but she is well known for her fermentation as well as her canned recipes, her water bath canned recipes. So I'm excited to like really look at her kimchi. I have made sauerkraut before, but I'm looking forward to some of the other recipes in here that are fermented. I just love the idea of it. Like she has a recipe in here for garlic cloves in honey that is fermented. And Mm. I think that just sounds so good. That sounds amazing. See, this is a book that I've never seen nor used, but I definitely want to try it now. Yeah. And she also has a cookbook that is for Weck jars specifically. Ah. And I'm going to check that out from the library, which is a good point for those of you that are thinking about getting a canning book and you're just not sure if you want to spend the money on it. Go to your local library. Mine has a really large section for food preserving and you can check out books before you purchase them. That's a great tip. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches a variety of courses, including the super fast steam canning course at startcanning.com. Use code POD25 to get 25% off those courses today. That's code POD25 to get 25% off today. The next book that I wanted to recommend is Well Preserved by Eugenia Bone. I would say that if you've canned a couple times and you're familiar with the process, her text instructions are a little text heavy. This is the teacher in me talking. 
But that doesn't mean that the directions are difficult. They're just a little text heavy and there's not tons of photographs to coach you on what to do step by step. And her recipes are very foodie and not weird, but wild in a great way, like apricot amaretto jam. Okay, so she'll give the recipe for the jam, and then there are three cooking recipes with which to use that recipe. So for apricot amaretto jam, then she tells you how to use it in apricot almond shortbread, pork roast with apricot jam and thyme, and then ricotta balls stuffed with apricot amaretto jam. So three different ways to use the preserve that's not just on toast, right? Oh, I love that idea. It's a very, very smart book, and she is an excellent and prolific food writer. She also wrote the book Mycophilia, all about mushrooms. She's a prolific and really important, great food Mm. writer. I really enjoy her work. But this is a great book if you already have canned a couple times and you're looking to really church it up, as they say, and can some really great recipes and then use them in different ways. I love that. I love that idea because I don't know about you, but sometimes I get in the same cooking rut Mm. where I just cook the same things and then I'm like, ugh, I want something different. But luckily I have a group of friends and we get together for supper club like every, well, in the summertime we do it quite a bit because we have gardens and stuff, but in the fall and winter it's a little bit slower. But I love seeing what my friends that are like vegetarians, what they're making because it's always like a flavor, like a burst of flavor in your mouth every time they make something. And it's just so fun and exciting. That's awesome. What's the next book on your list? Okay, so the next book on my list is one that I checked out from the library. It's from America's Test Kitchen, which is one of my very favorite production, both the TV show and also cookbooks. And it's called Foolproof Preserving, A Guide to Small Batch Jams, Jellies, Pickles, Condiments, and More. This is, like I said, one that I checked out from my local library before I bought it because I just wasn't sure. And I got it this summer and... I just need to look through it more and really like dive into a lot of the recipes. But I'm I'm really excited about it. Oh, that looks like an awesome one. And the pictures are beautiful. Mm, that can be really helpful, I feel like, in knowing like, have I done this correctly? Is this right? Is this is does this look the way it is supposed to look? I think I think that can be really helpful. Right, right. What about you? What's next on your list? I think that's my whole list. I think those are the those are the three that I have. If I if I count Canning for a New Generation twice, I had four books. <laughs> Cuz I do have that book in duplicate. <laughs> but but those are the three that I recommend the most in terms of what you can buy on Amazon today. Those are those are the ones I think are really really great. Which one of the ones you picked is the best for a beginner, Anna? I would say the best for a beginner. Maybe canning for a new generation or so easy to preserve. Yeah, I would say that pear is what I would have picked. Yeah, they're both really good for different reasons. But I feel like one thing that I really like about the so easy to preserve book is just how extremely thorough it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. I think if you are gifting a book to someone or if you are a person who cans small batches, you live in an urban area, 
and or you just have a small space, I think I would recommend food in jars for small batch canning. Those are the best small batch recipes to choose from. And we would be remiss if we didn't talk about ball. Like I love the ball blue book guide to preserving. All of those recipes have been tested and they're just delicious. And I feel like I haven't like maybe one recipe that isn't like super great out of there, Mm -hmm. but I've made like about a hundred recipes out of the ball canning book and they've all been really great. So in our episode where we interviewed Melanie Jukes of the Cooperative Extension Office there in your neck of the woods, she said that many times grandma or great grandma's secret recipe was actually word for word out of the ball blue book guide to preserving, which I thought was so hilarious and really great because they have a lot of money writing on creating great tested recipes that are going to turn out for you. So I feel like you can just really feel confident choosing the Ball Blue Book Guide to Preserving, especially for a beginner or an experienced canner, because the recipes are going to turn out and they're going to be delicious. And I like that they're instructions. They have step-by-step instructions with good photos of every step, at the, especially at the beginning of your canning journey and at the beginning of the book. There's very clear directions. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's pretty much the gold standard. Of the books that we recommended, is there one that you would say like if for for a more advanced canner, like a new book to add to their shelf, which one would you say? I really, like I'm excited about Stephanie Thoreau's book. I think sometimes we can get into like a groove of only canning food and dehydrating Mm -hmm. food, but I think understanding fermentation and fermentation processes is really important and can be really, really helpful for our bodies and our guts. So, I mean, that's, I would say branch out a bit into fermentation as well. And I mean, that's a whole nother episode. Mm -hmm. Like if we want to get into fermentation, it's so vast how Mm -hmm. much you can know about fermentation and all of that. So I would say for an advanced preserver or someone who's canned before and you want to give them a new book, I would say my recommendation would be the Well Preserved by Eugenia Bone because it does just have kind of different types of recipes and more uses on how to use them. And then dovetailing on what Anna said, I wanted to mention a book that's not about canning, but it's called Fermented Vegetables by Kirsten Shockey. She is a fermentation queen. I mean, bow down. She has multiple books out now and she knows everything about fermenting vegetables or fermenting just in general, fermenting all the things. And like Anna said, like, don't limit yourself to what you can put in a water bath, right? Like food preservation is is vast and the fermentation world is a, that's a whole nother episode we're going to get an expert for and dive into. But that, that would be the book I'd recommend for someone curious about fermenting as well. I'm excited about that. I I have never heard of that book. So she's awesome. And she actually lives not super far from me in the middle of nowhere. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She lives just over the border in Oregon, actually. I drug a couple girlfriends along and we went to the cooperative extension in outside of Medford, Oregon, and went to like a cooperative extension class that she taught there. And this was like right before her first book came, came out, I think, or maybe just she had just one book out at that time. It was awesome. Oh, cool. Yeah. I love meeting people in real life that... um that you admire online and mm-hmm. and have done really cool things. I think that's really, really fun. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. Hopefully this will give you some fun canning books to look for online and in stores. And you can also find these people, hopefully some of them on social media and follow along with our day-to-day journey. I hope you guys have a great day and happy canning. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.